0: grace our father which are in heaven we just thank you for this time for this word right now god we thank you for your presence right now god we thank you for your joy we thank you that your word will not return unto you void but it will accomplish what you sent it out to do we thank you for the mighty woman of god getting the word listening to you in your presence and you giving her the word for us tonight god we pray as she pours out to us god that you will restore her revive her refresh her anew In her spirit, God, and we thank you that we get the word lined up on line, precept on precept with authority and dominion and power by the Holy Spirit. And we just thank you, Father God, for your word. And Heavenly Father, we we, uh, cover this atmosphere with the blood of Jesus. Let your glory fall tonight, God. You are welcome in this place, Holy Spirit. We love you, Holy Spirit, and we trust you, Holy Spirit. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 I come in agreement with what my husband has prayed. I pray, Father, that you would just have your way. Teach us your word, Father, by your Holy Spirit. Father, I pray, God, for healing, deliverance, health, Father God. Um, salvation, Father God, people returning unto you, Father God. I'm just praying that we will have an ear to hear what your spirit is saying unto the church on tonight. I pray that you would anoint anoint me, Father God, that yokes may be destroyed because of the anointing of God. Father God, I pray, God, that for each viewer, every listener, Father God, that will hear your word, Father God, that it will be a blessing unto them. And it's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Let me get this mic together. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There is a rhema tonight. There is a rhema. And I praise God because it's like, you know, Jeremiah said, it's like fire shot up in my bones. And I praise God for what he is doing. I praise God for what he is doing on tonight. Okay. We're going to be in my keyboard don't want to act right. There we go. We're going to be, we're going to start in Luke chapter one. Now, uh, while you're getting that, I'm just going to paraphrase what was going on, um, up until when I want to read the scripture. So uh, Zacchaeus, he was a priest. He was married to Elizabeth who was barren and they both was well stricken in age. The angel of the Lord named Gabriel, they came to, uh, he came to Zacharias and said, your prayer is heard and Elizabeth shall bear thee a son and thou shall call his name John. Now, now I I just want to put a pin right here for a minute. Because, you know, when, when when God is speaking to your situation, receive it, believe it. And then Gabriel, he goes on to say, you should have joy and gladness and many shall rejoice at John's birth. John should be great in the sight of the Lord and should drink neither wine nor strong drink. And he should be filled with the Holy Ghost, even from his mother's womb. That is so powerful. He's giving Zacchaeus instructions on, on, on how to oversee John. Amen. And it says, many of the children of Israel shall be, shall he turn to the Lord. He shall it, he shall be in the spirit and power of Elias. Y'all, y'all. And and Zacchaeus, see, see what Zacchaeus did, he was looking at himself. He was looking at Elizabeth. And he was saying, I'm an old man, and my wife is well stricken in age. And then Gabriel, he had to just go ahead and tell him, I am Gabriel. Thou should be dumb, no, uh, thou should be dumb and not able to speak until these things should be performed because thou believest not. He got checked, and he also got uh uh he wasn't able to speak because he didn't believe. So Gabriel, the angel, you know, after he went there, he went to Mary, who was Elizabeth's cousin, and told her, "Thou hast found favor with God; thou should conceive in thy womb and bring forth a son, and y'all, he, you should call his name Jesus." See, this uh, angel Gabriel, he going around uh, speaking the word of the Lord because God found a. Uh, favor with these women now mary was a virgin she didn't know a man but she believed god amen because she brought forth our savior amen then in luke 1 3 uh 1 and 37 it says for with god nothing shall be impossible with god nothing shall be impossible with God, nothing, no thing shall be impossible. Now in the Greek, impossible is translated as to be unable. Webster says impossible is incapable of being or occurring, felt to be incapable of being done, attained or fulfilled. And sometimes we may have challenges in our life that it seems like I'm not going to be able to do this. I'm not going to be able to bring this about. I'm not going to be able to be who I can be in God. Because sometimes doubt and unbelief, because sometimes we're looking at our past or we're looking at our present. We're looking at our lack. We're looking at what we don't have. But Philippians 4 and 13 says, I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me. Now, if I don't have his strength, I'm not able to do it. Amen. So God told me this, the word impossible, the word impossible. Now look at this. Now I need Ronnie. I need you to help me. Okay, just hold it like that. Okay, can y'all y'all can't see it? Y'all think can y'all see that? Impossible. Impossible. And this is what he showed me. He said, put some space in that. And I was like, what? Put some space in it. He said, you gotta put some space in the word impossible. And then that is uh two words. I'm Possible, I'm possible. See, see, see. Sometimes it's about your perception. Sometimes it's about how you' looking at it. Now you could turn that impossible into I'm possible, and I'm like, okay, okay. So sometimes he's told me that. Sometimes you got to put space between doubt and faith. You got to put space between yourself and the naysayers. You got to put space between their report and God's report. Sometimes you just need to, you know, get by yourself, especially when you, when you got something, some, some, uh, new news that that's challenging your mind that's challenging your emotions. Hebrews 11 and six says without faith. It's impossible to please him, but for he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. So when we come to him, we got to come to him already believing that he can do it, that he can fix what we got, that he can heal a disease or disorder, amen, that he can pay the bills, amen, hallelujah, that he can fix your credit, amen, because God, there is nothing, 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 nothing nothing that's impossible with God. He said, I'm, I'm, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm is a contraction. It's two words, I am, I am possible, I am. In Exodus 3, 14, God said unto Moses, I am that I am. Amen. He said, I am have sent me unto you. And God tonight is saying that I am possible. I am possible. Because, see, with men, it's not, it's not going to happen with man. It's not going to happen in the flesh. It's not going to happen according to this world. And you know, the devil is not on our side, and he's going to try everything to try to stop what God has said. He said, I am. Okay. Revelation, Revelation 12 and 11. Now, I'm I'm going somewhere with this. Revelation 12 and 11 says, and they overcame by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony, and they love not their lives until the death. Therefore, rejoice, ye heavens, and ye that dwell in them. So he is calling us, to rejoice when we have this test. And he said they overcame. When you overcome something, that means you conquered it. You prevailed against it. You got the victory. That's what the Greek translation of overcome mean. And the testimony is the report, it's the record, it's the witness. It's something that's tangible, something you can see, you can you can you can touch it. Amen. I was talking about that about faith. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. See, we're going to see something. We're going to see what God said. We're going to have what he said, what he showed us. Amen. So I was like, okay, God, what do you want me to share with them? So so I'm going to tell you about my testimony on tonight. Amen. What was my test? I had a test in December and the test I, we went to the we have our we have the same doctor we had our physicals on the same day my fasting blood sugar came back 131 and my A1C came back 6.7 now as a nurse I know this is pre-diabetes okay I know this. And so I'm like, okay, God, what do you want me to do? Cause see, I got to seek the Lord about this because I I was like, oh, oh no, you know, when you know something and you know, certain disorders can cause something else and we know we know what diabetes is complications of diabetes can include blindness slow healing amputation and infections neuropathy diabetic coma and death and it can also increase the risk of stroke heart attack kidney damage hearing problems dementia and depression and i was like this right here is not a part of my future i made my mind up i said oh no i am not going to have have diabetes. I am not going to have pre-diabetes. Okay. So my doctor, he wanted me to talk to a dietitian. So he did a consult for me. I refused it. I refused it. They called me. First of all, it took them like three weeks before they called me. And then I told them, I said, I already talked to my doctor about my plan that I have for me. I told him what I was going to do. And I sought the Lord regarding his temple because the Bible says that our body is for the Lord and the Lord is for our body and our body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. And God told me what I need to be doing, how I need to be eating, exercising and and certain other things. And he told me it was a lifestyle uh, or a lifetime change. See, sometime he would tell you what you need to stop doing because if I would have kept on, you know, I still bake, I still do all that stuff, but I do not eat. The only dessert is really not a dessert. I just eat certain fruit. That's it. I don't eat no cookies. I don't eat no uh, white rice. Uh, well, actually, I don't eat any rice. I don't eat any potatoes. It's certain things. I I eat a keto diet or a low carb diet now. I am a registered nurse with 34 years experience in nursing, and it will be a shame for me not to be a model for health. So I had to be the manager of my body, my mind, and, and my spirit. I am the keeper of this gate. So I had to make some changes. And like I said, I did, I, I eat a certain way. I exercise five times a week. Of course, I fast. Just That's just because I'm a woman of God. I incorporate fasting. Now, I told you what my test was. And I was believing God. I said, I want my doctor to tell me to keep up the good work. Because in six months, when he checked my blood again, it's going to be normal. It's going to be normal. Okay, what is my testimony? My testimony happened yesterday when I went back for the blood work. So my blood work was in December. My fasting blood sugar was 131. It was 88 yesterday. My A1C in December was 6.7. Yesterday, it was 5.6. As of today, since December, I have lost 47 pounds. I looked at my uh, diagnoses on my medical record online. I do not have a diagnosis of, of prediabetes on there, nor diabetes. My doctor left me this message. Fasting blood sugar and hemoglobin A1C are both markedly improved from December and back in a normal range, which is very reassuring. Keep up the good work. <laughs> My God, crazy. My God, the one that have started the work in me is going to perfect it until the day of Christ. My God, the one that told me, hallelujah, that. He is or I am possible, all things are possible with God, amen, amen. Amen. So I I just praise God for that testimony because I was believing him and 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 I'm serious and 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 even when I switched over to eating the keto diet, I don't have no cravings cuz everybody know that sugar is, is is addictive. And when you purge yourself from some things, some things you just got to I can't eat it no more. I love macaroni and cheese, I love hot water and cornbread, but I hadn't touched neither one of them. Why? Because I am not going to have these complications and I'm not going to have this disorder. Amen. So another thing, this is just a little icing on the cake. I just want to share this with you as well. Now, uh, Pastor Ron and I, when I when we got married, we were about one hundred thousand dollars in debt jointly. And our credit score was in the six hundreds. And God gave me a plan for that cuz I was like mm-mm. I said, oh, "No, I want to be debt free. I want to be debt free." Amen. And 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 we we paid off some credit card bills. Uh, two car uh payments, you know, we paid off those loans. We paid off I had a uh, tuition that was like $44,000. We paid that off. Amen. And I was, we was working, I was working with the bills. And, and one thing that he told me, he said, don't pay your bills on time, pay them early. And I have a credit card. We paid off Ronnie's credit cards. I still have one that I was actively using, but when I use it and I still use it today, I pay it off. I don't wait for the due date. I pay it off. And I feel like that if I don't have the money uh, to pay it off, then I won't be spending it. So, I checked today my credit score. I didn't check his because I need his phone to check his, and he wasn't at home, but I need uh, uh um not I need my credit score today. I told you it was in the 600s is eight twenty eight and I know wine is as close to eight hundred and I was like, "Wow, so i'm twenty two points, oh red Jesus." from a perfect score, but I had to seek the Lord. I had to seek the one where I could bring something that I could not make possible for me. I had to bring it to the one that could bring that possibility for me. I had to, I had to seek him who know everything and see, it's a lot of, uh, I know it's a lot of people out there or organizations. They, they charge, to do this. But but when you ask God, I'm telling you, when you seek him about things in your life and you want to change, you got to be willing to change in order to get change. You have to be willing to say no to yourself sometimes. You have to be willing, you know, to do something because I'm not used to eating a keto diet. I'm not you because it's a high fat diet. I'm not used to eating that. I usually go with the low fat, but it's working, it's working. And, uh, And I just praise God. And I just wanted to encourage you all on tonight that with God, nothing shall be impossible. Nothing, nothing shall be impossible.